Giants fans, welcome to Big Blue All Day, the podcast that brings you New York football Giants content all day long, where your host toe tap the line between podcast professionals and a bunch of fanatics talking shit at the end of the bar. Don't forget to check out our print content at BigBlueAllDay.com and rate and subscribe wherever podcasts are found. Adult content ahead, because you know, we're doing it live. Mac on the mic with me, and we got Tracksuit Mike, as always, and Rahway Tommy. Giants fans, I need you to ask yourself this question. Do you know who the one and two G-men really are? Because on one hand, you can go ahead and blame. Talk yourself into believing that playing two of the elite defenses in this league, that's the reason for the slow start. On the other hand, the Cardinals nearly skunked the Giants before a total collapse and then beating the Cowboys this week. So I guess my point is, it's week four. And anything is possible. Two and two is up for grabs. The season starts this Monday in a pivotal matchup against the Seahawks at home. So, boys, let's jump right in. Seahawks are, are coming in loaded with weapons. What scares you the most? Uh, I would have to say the lack of pressure on the defensive side of the ball for the Giants. I mean, you know, you watch the game back and – it's not much pressure at all, and I feel like Geno Smith is definitely good enough to find the open man after a few seconds of not being touched. So I think that's I, – I we need Lawrence and, you know, Leonard Williams, Thibodeau, and Aziz Olajuwon to just show up. I feel like there hasn't been much showing up lately. Is Aziz Olajuwon even going to play? I don't, I don't even so. know. I have not checked the injury report or anything. Has he played at all? No, he's been out the last uh, few games. He got uh, he got hurt in week one, I want to oh, say. Oh, shit. See, this is what happens when I drink too much of the games, Mac. Yeah, <laughs> Mike is, is just letting his flag fly in the stadium, you know, and it's, sometimes it's tough out there. It's yeah, hard, you gotta, man. You so got to drink women, these sorrows away. So many women trying to take pictures with me. You know, yeah. so now you're really worried about the pass rush no, with <laughs> Z is not, not. I'm worried about the pass rush and I'm worried about like another third down meltdown among the Giants defense, like getting them to third and 15 and just knowing they're going to hit a screen pass for third for 16 yards. Like how often have we seen that this year? And I'm, I'm worried about the, the Giants defense and coming off a, a game where the Seahawks put up, you know, 37 points. I know they're playing the Carolina Panthers, but they were able to run the ball 150 yards, 300 yards almost out of, Geno Smith, who's a good NFL quarterback. We all joke about his time with the Jets and his brief time with the Giants. He's blossomed out in Seattle, you know, but I, I think we need to calm down. The Giants are one and two after a terrible start to the season. That was the worst six quarters to start an NFL season. I think as Giant fans, we may have ever seen, but the arms and legs of Danny Dimes, he won us the game in Arizona on a short week, we go into San Francisco, one of the top teams in the NFC and the NFL with multiple injuries, no Saquon Barkley, and, and we lose. Most people would have picked us to lose that game regardless coming off the short week. I'm not making excuses, but if we erase those first six quarters because they were terrible and we talk to Giants fans and say the Giants are one and two after week three with no other information, right? We're not talking about the 40 to nothing being down in Arizona, 
at this point, that was probably something that could have easily been predicted by a lot of people. And not that any of us wanted to sign up for it because we wanted to open the season with a win against Dallas at home. But realistically, one and two was always on the table. Yeah, we're, we're, we're not in a terrible position. And then we come home with a little extra rest because we played on a Thursday and now we're playing on a Monday. Maybe we get Saquon back. Maybe we don't. But we've seen in small spurts, Breed has been okay. Brightwell can come in a little bit. They're not Saquon, but Danny Dimes tends to run a little more when Saquon's out of the lineup. It's week four. The Giants can go out, redeem themselves on Monday Night Football, and be 2-2 two and two after week four, which I think we would have all been like, all right, we'll take it. Let's go. It's a tough schedule to open the season. Yeah, it really is. I mean, I, I'm i just not confident, man. This is a monumental regular season game. And, like, just the results I've seen in the last, you know, even though the Niners, give them credit, great team, it's like – they just came up so flat that it was 20 to 12 at one point in the fourth quarter, but never felt that close. You know what I mean? The giants pass blocking grade against the 49ers last week, third worst in the NFL since 2020. Oh, currently they're 31st in the NFL this year with a 34.9 pro football focus pass blocking grade. I mean, like I, I always say this, like PFF is a good like tool, to a good model, but it's not like the be-all, end-all. At the same time, though, it's definitely reflecting what we're seeing. I mean, I'm pretty sure Daniel Jones is the most like pressure quarterback in the league. Well, if you would like some more yeah, – what an excellent segue. If you want some more advanced metrics there for you, a little tracksuit, Michael. Uh, Daniel Jones has been under pressure 46.7% of his dropbacks. <sighs> Only Zach Wilson and Justin Fields and Bryce Young have been pressured more often. Yeah. Uh, and he has also been sacked 12 times already. Only Sam Howell, Fields, and Tannehill have been sacked more. I have to say, though, it feels like it's been more than 12 times. I know, seriously. <laughs> it really does, man. It's uh, not fair. Well, we, the reason are we ever going to have a great offensive line, man? Tracks, you're set. You're set me up here. I swear, uh, you know, he's not looking at my my prep and my research for for today. But the uh, the Giants' quarterbacks, so you know, Tyrod included, have been sacked on ten point seven percent of their dropbacks. So every one in ten times, the Giants pass. Yeah, that's no way. They are to, getting uh... sacked. That's no and way to, to insanely, win games. Insanely, that's only twenty seventh in the NFL. There's you know a four, a five other teams that are worse that, that have a more insane. Hard to do. Uh, that is quite difficult. Uh, so um, what I'm trying to say is that Robbie, Tommy, I totally agree with you. Two and two is on the table. You know the the Giants can step into this game and do exactly as you said. And one and two was always realistic. I agree with you, but I have to see it. These these numbers have just continued to reinforce, and that's not to speak anything of how putrid the year two of the Mark uh, or the Mark the Wink Martindale regime has been. And you got DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, you got this heralded rookie who's off to a slow start, but it's got the potential in Jackson Smith and Jigba. Uh, Noah Fant's an athletic, underperforming, frankly, but like a very athletic tight end. And Kenneth Walker is a hell of a good second-year running back. They got a cadre of athletic guys walking into this game, and the Giants' defense is reeling. I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna need to score some points. I'm not saying that our defense is gonna come out and and play poorly 
you know, the, the whole game. But we saw what Carolina did. They weren't really able to run the ball. But, you know, the Red Rocket, Andy Dalton, coming off the bench, and Adam Thielen, who's supposed to be an aged veteran wide receiver, puts up almost 150. And the Panthers put up 27 points. Uh, I think Danny Dimes is better at this point in his career than Andy Dalton is right now. And I think our weapons are better than what Carolina has on offense. And if Saquon plays, they're they're that much better. But I think we need to go out and not say a shootout, you know, a barn burner that's going down to the last possession. But I, I think we're going to need to score some points because I think we're going to we're going to give up some points on Monday night. It's supposed to be good weather. It's not going to be wet. It's, you know, it doesn't look like it's going to be too windy. It's early in the year in, in the Meadowlands. So we're, we're going to have to score some points. And we're going to need better play on the defense, but we're, we're going to need to put up some points. Yeah, I mean, we got to score on every drive, man. And touchdowns. That's what I'm saying. Good. I'm, our MVP through the season is Graham Gano. Yes or no? Facts. That's a problem. Yeah. And not, that's not <laughs> the first time in his regime here as, as there is <laughs> That we've been talking about that, which it just speaks to how unbelievable he is and how putrid the Giants have been. I'm just good to go back on memory lane. Uh, 2003, every time Jeff Fiegels ran onto that field, my dad and his friends chanted MVP because that year he truly was the best player on the team. You could argue in 2007 as well for uh, for much of the year. Um, but the – Tommy, I, I will say if there's any good news, despite a lot of the names, Bobby Wagner's return. You folks out there know know who he is. Jordan Brooks is a quality linebacker. Uh, Jamal Adams might be getting healthy for this game, boys. This is the this is a Julian Love revenge game. Yeah, and now Love I mean, is back in the forget, building. And let's I love not forget him. the time that Jamal Adams came in here and just stole Danny's lunch. That's a fact. You know, this uh, Tariq Woolen or, uh, had that fantastic year. year yeah, he's big, good. Big athletic cornerback. So, but despite all of that, Tommy, they're ranked 29th overall in defense currently, uh, t- allowing 29.3 points per game, uh, 31st in pass yards, 32nd in red zone, 31st in third down. There's no excuses. There's no excuses this week. No, yeah, no, we we got uh, we need thirty, game. we need thirty plus. I'm, yeah, I'm we, sick of this bullshit, man. Week week one inflated all of that stuff because it was just historically bad. The first half of week two didn't help either, and then they kind of got it together, made some stops on some third downs, you know, against Arizona in the second half. But they they need to be better, and you need to go out and and you look at the teams on paper and you go, this is a team we're at home, we can play with, we can win. You know, you're not looking at them like, hey, this is a Super Bowl favorite like San Francisco or, you know, some Cowboys think about Dallas even after this week, you know, the well, Josh. Tommy, 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 believe it or not, those the defensive statistics that I just read to you was actually Seattle's defense. So if, if we're if we're going to be optimistic per uh, and win this shootout, surprisingly, we uh, have the better defense. That is after, after a terrible start. I'll unimaginably take it. so. I mean, you would think that those were the Giants' numbers when you read them off because of, you know, those first six quarters of football this year. But, you know, we, we saw we saw the Rams get pressure um, on Geno, and, and we have to, you know, we have to play balance. we got to be able to run the ball. we got to be able to open things up for Danny to run the ball and, and, and be able to make plays down the field. I'm hoping to see a little more Jalen Hyatt after he was quiet last week. Um, 
you know, use our speed to our advantage. All right, boys. So out of DK Metcalf, Tyler uh, Lockett, um, or Njigba, who are we most concerned about? DK. I go DK. I mean, Tyler Lockett is solid. JSN hasn't hasn't done anything yet, you know, compared to the other two guys that have been around forever. But DK's a monster. Um, even playing banged up with the ribs, he was out there, and, and you heard his number called the whole game. It's a troubling uh, threesome of uh, wide receivers. Just just thinking about that those incredible matchups now. insights from tracksuit Mike. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, incredibly unfortunate. <laughs> uh, listen, I'm just hoping I'm hoping for the best. I'm prepared for the worst. Like I could just see it now, like a seventy yard locket touchdown down the sideline, like something stupid. And something's always up when we're playing Seattle, I feel like. Well, he's a savvy, salty vet about to feast on two rookie corners, one who might be banged up. You know, we took Barkley's banged up. We have no idea what the state of the offensive line is going to be. But also, um, uh, Tay Banks had hurt uh, his arm, although we do believe he's optimistic, um, if not definitely going to play. But who knows? Rookie coming in a little shaken up as well. All right, well, with that, let's just jump right into four-down territory, and that's where we're going to look at the top game-planning focuses the Giants need to deliver on this week. Run the ball. Tommy, first down, coming to you. we got to stop the run. The Giants got to shut the Seahawks' run game down. We talked about the numbers already. The Seahawks got around 150 yards just from their one-two punch of of Kenneth Walker III and and Charbonnet, the rookie, last week, and two touchdowns on the ground from, from Walker. They were both averaging over five yards a carry, so they're they're moving the ball at will. We need Leonard Williams, Dexter Lawrence. We need these guys to show up big. The interior line needs to stuff the run and force Geno to be the one that beats us, which is where I think we have a better chance on defensive running. We can get more pressure going. It helps the corners. You know, the trickle-down effect of being able to shut down that run game and make them one-dimensional is what we need to do. Yeah, that two-headed monster there with Zach Charbonnet coming on with a little bit more usage for you fantasy folks, uh, ideally taking over later in the season, but uh, I digress. Got to be a priority. (laughs) Uh, Max sounds like a Zach Charbonnet owner. Uh, I might have a little stock in a Mr. Zach Charbonnet, but hopefully uh, this is not the week that that returns any value. So uh, definitely not uh, starting anywhere. All right, second down, tracksuit. What do you got for us? So my point for second down is definitely we have to be more patient with the run game. I feel like too often this year we're never really in the driver's seat. You know what I mean? We're we're not playing Giants football. We're playing the other team's brand of football on the other side of the ball at all times. And I feel like we've just given up on the run game. It's just now it doesn't work once, so you kind of just – there's the motion and the play action just feels like it's absent when it was like fully there last year. Their ability to run the football at will. I mean, they were they were one of the top rushing squads in the league last year, and now it's really, you know, been a downgrade and a disappointment this year. So let's hope Saquon's healthy. I mean, you hope that he's a hundred percent, but it seems like it's he could be going at like eighty if possible. But I don't know if that's like the right long term decision with him either. You know what I mean? It this is going to be a tricky game, but I think that the Giants really just need to set the pace, control the clock, 
and consistently create second and short situations. No doubt. And I was going to come into this podcast screaming at Mike Kafka about some things, but I decided to be positive and put the past away. But I will say your eyes do not deceive you, tracksuit Mike. Matt Breida, four carries last week, 17 yards, but only four freaking carries in a game that was not statistically out of sight. It's not like it was garbage time the whole game. I mean, they were only down eight points in the fourth quarter, man. No and I know, I know it seemed it seemed out of reach. And once they scored that second, that what it was, it, they made it twenty seven twelve. I was like, all right, it's over. And hell, the Giants' run blocking it is not that great. Twenty first in the NFL, but it's a hell of a lot better than their pass blocking. So uh, I couldn't agree with you more. All right, Tommy, coming to you, third down. Yeah, my my two tie together. So I talked about shutting down the run. It's time to flip the switch. The Giants are minus five. Seattle's turnover differential, they're plus three. The Giants need to flip it, and we need to win the turnover battle on Monday Night Football. So Rex, Kayvon, the Giants' defense needs to force Geno into some turnovers, which we do if we shut down the run. And Kayvon, like the bright lights last year in Washington, this is another big primetime game. We need him to show up for basically the first time this year and force Geno into some mistakes. Do the Giants currently not have a single turnover? Is that correct? Still? No takeaways. No correct. takeaways. Um, well, and a, and a key to that, Tommy, is for the love of God, the Giants receivers need to catch the damn ball. Like, I think uh, DJ has four picks, five picks. Four, and two, two of them are Saquon getting drilled in week one and, and the ball getting picked off and taken in for six and one off the hands, I believe, week two there. So, you know, they're, they're interceptions. They don't go away. But they're those interceptions that you'd always see Eli through when it went off somebody's hand. And he, he threw quite a few in his time where he won us two Super Bowls. But those, those bad luck ones. And, and DJ's got a couple of those this year. All right, Tracksu, bring us home. All right, so for fourth down, it's just we have got to get a pass rush going, even if it has to come in mysterious Cloudy ways. I mean, sending a cornerback, sending you know some middle linebackers, getting there because rushing four, rushing five is not getting it done. How many sacks do we have as a team? They got to be close to the bottom too. They have very few sacks. I don't have those numbers on me, but I'll get back to you. The it's really disheartening. It's like if you're on defense like is there anything the giants defense excels at right now and there's there's really nothing Dog, there's no dogs on this defense man there's no what dogs are your standards what do, no, no, no. what does the my standards are, are high and they do. this is where it needs to change this is a huge game you know we're we're, we're going to say this over and over again it's a must win you got to get to 2 and 2 you can reset the season start over you're 500 here we go yeah, and listen, one and three is an easy bridge to one and five with Miami and Buffalo on the horizon. Also, I do believe the answer to the question earlier is two. The Giants have a total of two sacks. Uh, if I that is brutal, correct? And one of them was the much maligned due to the robot. <laughs> yeah, Kayvon, what the fuck it, are we doing, man? That was such a coverage sack as well. Like it's, it was. Yeah, so and the celebration does not have to be 60 seconds yeah. long. Yeah. Listen, I, I love the kid. I love his personality. I think he's got a great, like, 
trajectory, but like we got to get down to business here. But yeah, I think you're you're all right. Uh, you're all correct. It's got it's coming down to pressure. Get get after it. Get back to what uh, Giants football used to do well for the love of God, and what Wink Martindale is known I mean, for. How like uh, I've, there's a lot of people like giving up on Thibodeau, but at the same time, like it's early. You saw effort. you saw how he how he impacted that game in Washington, man. I mean, the Giants don't win that game without that play, <laughs> straight up. No, absolutely. So it's there, but I just feel like it's not being manifested. I I need manifestation. And it probably is not going to be Monday, but the Giants need to get something out of Ziza Ojolari, or I'm rapidly losing patience with why he's on this roster. But, you know, a lot of potential. Hopefully uh, he's able to use it, and it can be a – one-two punch with uh, Thibodeau, and they they can both unlock their potential. But we'll see. You know, here's the open. That does it for four-down territory. Um, So now we're going to move right back on to our newest segment, You Never Bet the Giants. But for you degenerates out there, here's how you can make some shit. All right, inspired by my brother, Rollway Joey's ballsy in-game bet with the Giants down 21-7 in Arizona where he cleaned up last Sunday. I'm going to take the Giants in a tease, plus five at home, and the over tease down to 41. And those odds are courtesy of DraftKings, the official online sports book of the NFL. Not this podcast. Pay that man his money. Let's move right on to what the F would that look like. And this is where we posit a hypothetical and discuss what the world would look like if that were to come true. What the F would it look like if the New York Giants signed Justin Pugh and he returns to a high level as a guard? Immediate improvement to the, one of the worst offensive lines if after three games in, in the league. But also, think about it. If he returns and plays at a, 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 a just above average level, serviceable, serviceable. how much it, it, it improves the offensive line and the play of the offensive line. He's a guy that's been out for a while recovering from surgery, but if he comes back and is a serviceable NFL guard, he, he improves the line immediately. Absolutely. And maybe, maybe him and Josh Azudu, and we have, we're starting to improve in season because everything else you're really looking at free agency and the draft. This I think is the move that we need to go out and make and improve the line, you know, as soon as possible. Yeah, Schmitz is having some good, uh, you know, he's not terrible. He's not. He He's a rookie in the NFL, he's so he's, he, he's he, has his, he has his good moments and he has his rookie moments. We, we saw it opening night. It was wet. It happens. He, he recovered. He's had a, a few good weeks here, but he, he's a rookie. But the, the line, I think it still obviously needs some fixing. But in season, Justin Pugh, somebody that's been here, he's familiar with the building, different regime, but – but he, he's familiar with being a giant, once a giant, always a giant, I'd, I'd welcome him back immediately. Can I go pick him up at the airport? <laughs> yeah, me too, the angels, man. His Cue versatility. His versatility. It would be a really nice story to have him back. It and would. The, if, I mean, I'm going to open up a question here. Uh, because, I mean, if again, as this hypothetical says, what the F would it look like? High-level guard comes in, gives us – at above average right guard play, Ben Bredesen comes back. Thomas comes back. Yes, Schmitz is a rookie. I think he's acquitted himself well, though. He's a rookie. We'll see. I, agree. I, think, I think he will improve as the season goes on. 
um, in much in the way that Thomas did his rookie year. But yeah, he's getting slapped around a little bit right now, but in, in much in the way that rookies do. Um, but J- Josh Azudu played very well at left tackle. He did. I have to say, Azudu like is like Does I feel like the least. I don't. I worry. I worry about. Neil a hell of a lot more than I worried about Azudu last Does year. Does Azudu get looks at right tackle this season if Neil continues to be a train wreck and is the five starting best offensive line in this hypothetical Justin Pugh at right, Bredesen and Pugh at the guards with Schmitz at center, and then we got ta- uh, Thomas and Azudu on the tackles with Neil as our swing. I, mean, I don't know if it's something that happens – Right away, we're still pretty early in the year. You're, you don't want to totally give up on the kid at right tackle. I think it's something that later in the season or injury-wise, by, by week, week yeah. you know, where you, you get Izudu more time at right tackle. You know, do if you don't sign Pew, do you bump Neil down to right guard? Because while you're starting to hear the people say, oh, you know, th- these guys are both busts, you know, we were all doing the jig, you know, when, when we drafted these guys. We won draft night. Joe Saint, GM of the year, as soon as he made those picks. And, and it hasn't worked out yet, but we've had moments, especially with, with Kayvon, but a, a lot fewer with um, with Neil. It's not that we see this all the time, even with first-round draft picks. This guy could turn into an all-pro at guard. We want him to be an all-pro right tackle and give us two bookend tackles you know, you know, you know, back in the glory days of Bill Parcells and Giants smash mouth football. But if he if he were to move to guard and we go out and we get another tackle, is it the end of the world? But we you know, it's gonna be kind of tough continuing to play musical chairs mid season. So yeah. I'm hoping that we don't see that and we see Azudu at guard or Pew at guard with Bredesen. Yeah, I'd like that a lot. I'd like that a lot for the uh later part of the season, especially the schedule does get a little bit easier. You know, the Giants better beat the Raiders. They better beat the Jets if you want to be in the playoff conversation. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a playoff game. Conversation. Well, we just need we, the goddamn Seahawks. Right? <laughs> uh, like, there is nothing, absolutely nothing, that is in front of the Giants that they should take for granted. Justin Pugh coming in and giving them above-average right guard play or not. Um, but this would be a boon to a healthy, uh, you know, Saquon Barkley ideally coming back in a, in a couple of weeks. Um, hell, if we're going to get 75% of them this week on Monday, uh, don't play them. I know it's a must win for this season, but come on, you know, don't hire the injury risk. Yeah. Don't, don't do that to the guy. Um, it's the, the giants might only run the ball five times anyway. So, uh, (laughs) Don't, uh, but I don't know. This is this would be a great reality. Go get it done. If Justin Bue can play, get it done, team. But you know, I I I hate to end this on a pessimistic note, but the, f- the simple fact is that the Giants' uh, evaluation of offensive lines seem to be broken. Like, how can someone like Shane Lemieux get in that game? How can if <laughs> I think he had a one point zero percent pass blocking grade? Uh, you know, for PFF again. I know you said it's a baseline, but holy Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Um, yeah, the Mark Lewinsky has been this de facto starter all summer, and one week goes by and he's already out out of the rotation for for a rookie coming off an ACL. Like, what are they looking at in practice that this is going on? So I, I don't know. Um, 
I'm at a loss, gentlemen, with the offensive line, as I tend to be. I think I've been beating this drum for years. Ten years. I always said, I said it on Twitter, I'll say it right now. There's a strong correlation between Christy and Dave Deal retiring and the offensive line going to shit and being shit ever since. And to put a nice little bow on it, how beautiful would it be if a failed attempt to bring that offensive back uh, line back to glory, let's call it Justin Pugh, overdrafted from Syracuse and with injury issues, gave us some solid years, was n- never going to get paid from the New York Giants. Yeah, If he comes back, returns, plays at a high level, and helps turn this ship around and get this Giants team back on track. He'll be a hero in Giants lore forever. Absolutely, and I absolutely help, hope it happens. Come on, Justin. Come the back thing is, home. though, he, he, he did visit, and I, I guess nothing really happened, right? I don't know. Hey, we'll see. These things don't always happen that quickly. Maybe he's got some suitors. But let's get right into huge predictions. What is that? It's huge, Tom, huge! And Huge Predictions is not brought to you by Facillo Automotive, but gentlemen, we are very much still working on it. So please, if you know their VP of marketing, hit us up at bigblueallday.com. This week, keeping it simple. Gentlemen, what will be the score Monday night? It's a tough one. Uh, you know what? I'm feeling good. I'm, you know, I feel good. I feel good saying this. 31-24. Giants. 31-24? Yup. All right, let's go. Giddy up, baby. Let's ride. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Now we're, now we're cursed. Uh, oh, shit. Jesus Christ. How sad. <laughs> that video is so funny. <laughs> At least you're going to get 70 dropped on us this year. Jesus. We see them them in two weeks. Don't tempt me. Oh, my God. That's a good point. (laughs) I'm also going to feel good. I'm going to go with the Giants. Nothing is going to ever be easy as Giant fans. Even when we win the Super Bowl, we're sweating it out, enjoying it, making memories. They win tonight, Monday night, sorry, 30 to 27, sweating it out right till the end. Both of you are going with 30 burgers for the New York Football Giants. I love it. I love it. I'm so excited. But let's get back to reality. I know it's huge predictions, but this has just got the Giants number written all over it. The Seattle Seahawks coming to town. It's a primetime game. Yet again, the Giants are who they are until they prove otherwise. And I love the plucky team that we got last year, but this was always supposed to be a multi-year rebuild. And I think right now, reality is starting to set in and we need to readjust what this season is actually about. It's more the Bills blueprint from a couple of years ago than anything else. So I'm sorry to say, this is going to be a 28-17 rough Monday night. I'm sorry for those Giants fans going to the stadium. I sold my tickets to Giants fans. Don't worry, but it's not even going to be close. That set, that 17 point is going to be a late garbage, town, uh, garbage time touchdown. 
Oh. <sighs> Look at this bastard. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I hate to say it, but gentlemen, I'm not even going to give you guys a chance to debate it. So let's just not bick over who killed who and end tonight with the fact that hopefully the Seattle Seahawks are not aware that the Giants are young. They're aggressive. They're improving. New York football. Giants. Ah! For Tracksuit Mike and Rahway Tommy, I'm Mac. We're Big Blue all goddamn day. Good night. Yeah.